Well, aloha from Maui, Hawaii. It's Michael Benner with this week's Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. Nice to be with you. Thanks very much for being here today. Our topic today in both this free forum, the first 25 minutes of the Mystery School, as well as the premium training that follows for an additional 90 minutes, tuition-based, is the fear of what other people think. This includes the fear of what other people think about you, but it's even more all-encompassing than that, just the fear and anxiety that goes with wondering, being fixated upon and often obsessed by what's going on inside other people's heads. And, yeah, how it reflects upon you, why does it matter? You know, the funny thing about this and we're going to explore it in depth today. We'll give you some of the key points here in the free forum, and then for those of you who have enrolled or will be enrolling later at theagelesswisdom.com, we're going to go into this in great detail and offer you, of course, an alternative, which is to know yourself better. I guess the primary takeaway from this whole um, class or webinar today is that the more you know about yourself and the better you understand yourself, the less it matters what other people think, what they think about you or what they think about anybody or anything else. All right, It, it becomes irrelevant. It could be interesting. It might be a matter of curiosity, but you won't be afraid of it. And, of course, any time we talk about fear by any name, anxiety or stress or worry or doubt or nervousness or apprehension, I like to use fear as often as possible because that's really what it's all about. That really takes it to the nitty-gritty. Any time we do that, we're talking about things unknown. We're not talking about real danger. And this is a a second point here that we have to underscore today. Not only does it not matter what other people think, but your fear of what other people think is about what you do not understand. And you might say, you mean what I don't understand about them or the issue that we're thinking about or what I don't understand about myself? Well, it could be many things, but there is a thread that runs through all of our fear that runs through all of the things that we do not understand. And it's, yeah, it's that very thing that we do not know ourselves. That's why we're concerned, as if it matters, what other people think. Now, there certainly are some circumstances, certain situations where it may matter what other people think of you. I think those of you who are tuned in to current events are watching uh, Rush Limbaugh come apart based on what other people think. But, you know, this is not really about self-esteem or self-confidence, which is going to be one of our primary topics today. This is about a commercial enterprise. This is about a guy that is really selling his ego 
and selling his opinions. And his fan base is rooted in people who care, who are invested for whatever reason, in what he thinks about current events and politics in particular. And so, similarly, in the same way, he's invested in what other people think about him. And it's caused him to go farther and farther out on a limb to make increasingly outrageous statements. Uh, I won't dwell on this, but the truth is that I'm pretty familiar with it, having a background in talk radio myself, and seeing what Limbaugh has done, not only in talk radio, but to the political landscape. He is the uh, titular head, and if you will, the anti-spiritual leader, I was going to say the spiritual leader, he's the anti-spiritual leader of the right wing of the Republican Party, which seems to dominate no Republican candidate for president or high office uh, can ever speak out against him. And in this case, they haven't. Um, Rick Santorum said that he was an entertainer. But, you know, slandering a college student in this way is hardly entertaining. And Mitt Romney said he would have chosen different words, but that's basically saying, I agree, I just would have said it differently. It's pretty outrageous. So... I bring it up because here we're doing a program that was scheduled before this flap broke, the fear of what other people think. And my whole argument is going to be it doesn't matter what other people think. And yet here's a case where it really does. Or you might say, well, how about that job interview? I mean, here I am sitting in front of this person's desk, and they're interviewing me for this job that I really, really want and really need. Doesn't it matter what they think of me? Well, in a situation like that, of course. But here's the rejoinder. It doesn't matter nearly as much as what you think and feel and know about yourself. What you know and understand about yourself trumps by far, not Donald, like Bridge, trumps (laughs) anything another person may think or feel or believe about you. I can recall as a young person trying to sort through all of this, and I found it rather confusing, and I thought when it came to my self-image and what other people thought of me, that everybody had say-so, everybody got a vote in who Michael Benner is or was, with the exception of one person. There was really only one person that wasn't qualified to offer up an opinion, to to join the referendum on who is this guy, Michael Benner, and how is he doing? And that was me. I actually had a dream one night as a young man, and it was so profound that here decades later, I still remember the dream. And I found myself, as I recalled this dream, it was very vivid, in a place where reality was a dream. If you can imagine this now, I'm dreaming and waking up in the morning recalling a dream where I lived an existence 
that was born of other people's dreams, as if life is but a dream. Row, row, row your boat, right? Life is but a dream. Except that it was frustrating because everybody's dream contributed to my reality except for me. I was the only person whose dream was not contributing to my reality. I was a victim of a life that was comprised of the totality of what everybody else thought about me. (laughs) And I was the only one that didn't get input. Well, you know, the subconscious mind is pretty clever, and I woke up. I didn't have to reflect on that for very long before I realized what it was saying, which is that when it comes to your image, your esteem, your confidence, your role in the world, you have it exactly opposite, Michael. It's not that everybody else has a vote and you're the only one that doesn't matter. I guess I thought I was biased, right? Like, <laughs> I'm biased, so I'm, I'm the only one that can't make a contribution to my own self-image. I have to base my understanding of self completely on the feedback I'm getting uh, and and subtle cues as well from other people because I would be biased. If I, I mean, it's just ridiculous. And so in a flash, I got it. You know, you've got to turn it around, I realized. It's exactly the opposite of what you're making of it. You're the only one that it really matters to. And the truth is we're not biased because we're confused. I mean, not only are we unbiased, uh, our, our opinions are uh, complex. They're sometimes ambivalent, sometimes apathetic, but for the most part, confused, especially when we're young. Because we're having arguments in our heads about who we are, about the various persona or faces. Personality is rooted in the word persona. That means face or facet. It's a a role or a character that you play. That's what personality really is. You know, we talk about a person's authentic character. Character is not authentic, except sometimes people use it that way. I suppose we could say one of the definitions of character is something authentic, but genuine, generally speaking, a character is, is the part of you that's not genuine. It's the persona, the face you put forward, or the role you play in an attempt to fit in or to please other people. Again, we don't know, and few people are ever taught. Some figure it out in their lives. That's why we're here. That's why we're doing this webinar. How to be in charge of understanding who we are. And so we put it up to a vote. Remember the former mayor of New York, Ed Koch, Uh, was known for going around and saying to other people, how am I doing? That was his thing. That was his shtick. How am I doing? As if he had no idea. 
or whatever his idea was about how he's doing, it doesn't really matter because he has to be voted upon. He's, you know, up for re-election, and it matters to him like it matters to Limbaugh or some other public figure. How am I doing? It's important to them. But your life is not up for a vote. Your life is not for sale. The essence and the truth of who you are is completely up to you to discover and develop. Both things are true. To discover the truth of who you are and then to develop what you discover. Okay? That's your job. You can't turn that over to other people. Well, you can, and most people do, but it's disastrous. Because then you're like the town drunk, you know, where the the cowboy shoots at your feet and, and makes you dance or sing how dry I am in order to get a drink of whiskey. You feel like a puppet, and you're handing other people the controls to pull your strings. You live your life to please other people. Many people have fooled themselves, convinced themselves that this is a, uh, a, uh, a kind and, and generous thing to do, to give other people input over what kind of person I am. Really? Is, is, I mean, how, how is it that we confuse ourselves to such a degree about our authentic nature that we would give other people this power? There's just too little information. Our parents don't understand this because their parents before them did not understand it. Psychology is not that old a field. And until just a few decades ago, all psychology was about rats and uh, abnormal psych. You know, dysfunctional behavior, personality profile. It, it's only three, four decades now that researchers and therapists and others have even begun to look at so-called positive psychology. In other words, let's look at successful women and men, happy, functional, high-functioning, well-adjusted, fulfilled women and men, and see if we can discern what they're doing correctly. (laughs) That's like brand new. And so it's really not available. You're not going to see it on TV. Increasingly, there's books and literature and webinars and seminars and programs like this available. Thank goodness that we're starting to understand that this is our responsibility to discover and develop our authentic nature. Remember, the root word of authentic and authenticity is author. You are the authority, the authentic authority. (laughs) You are the author. You're writing the story of your life. You're not a character in the story. Think about that. You know how it feels to believe that you're a character in the story of your life. You know how it feels the belief that your life is done to you and you're a victim or a target or an effect 
of your life. Everybody knows that part. The ego is constantly doing this internal narrative inside our heads, uh, the story of our lives, as if from some objective point of view. But the idea that life comes out of us, I mean, I'll acknowledge that there is a part of life that is done to you, that, li- that it's a two-way street, that, that part of life is coming at you. And I've already acknowledged certain situations where it matters what other people think. But it'll never matter more than what you think and what you feel, and perhaps, better said, what you know and what you understand about yourself. What you understand about yourself will always be superior to the totality of what other people think which is never going to be a real consensus. You're always going to find your detractors and your supporters, people that love you one minute and despise you the next. And this attempt to please other people is, in appropriate degrees, fine. There's nothing wrong with wanting to please other people, to be pleasable, uh, to like other people and be liked by other people. Okay, nothing wrong with that in an appropriate and balanced way. But when you're fixated on it, when you're obsessed on it, when you're driven by it, because you don't have a clue, or like me as a young man, figure, well, you're biased, so you don't really get a vote anyway. You, you, uh, if you allow your ego to take over, it's going it's to say you're a wonderful, brilliant, intelligent, beautiful, fascinating creature. Uh, but, you know, uh, this idea of a big ego being a reflection of what you know about yourself is also ridiculous. Ego is a reflection of what you do not know about yourself. The bigger your ego, the less you know about the truth of who you really are. (laughs) The people are confused about this, too. They say, boy, uh, they got such a big ego, they need a wheelbarrow to carry it around. They must think they're really hot stuff. Well, no, actually quite the opposite is true. The person with the ego so big they got to have a wheelbarrow to carry it around is a person that doesn't have any idea who they are at all. And so they create this persona or this character or this series of characters. All right. Well, wasn't it Shakespeare that said all the world's a stage and we're but players and we have our entrances and our exits? Again, this is, this is not completely untrue. It's true, but it's not the whole story. Because you're, you're not only a character or playing a role in the drama or the play that is your life, but you're also the director. And you're also the uh, uh, casting agent. And you're the promotion person, and you're selling tickets up front. You're also the producer, and you're the person that sweeps up after the show and makes sure the door is locked after everybody goes home 
you're running the whole show. It's you. So some part of you is a character, but another part of you is the director and the producer, and ultimately the writer. You wrote the play. And the lines keep changing, like uh, like Saturday Night Live, one of the few live TV shows that are still being produced. They get line changes right up to the last minute. You know, the, the sketches are being rewritten, supplemented, added to, revised right up to <laughs> right up to the last minute. And we do that same thing. We're rewriting the story of our lives. People ask us a question. Sometimes we have to decide, well, which character am I going to be in answering this question? Am I going to be with this person, the guy I am when I go out on a date with somebody I want to impress? Or am I going to be the person that acts the way they act when they're at church or or temple or or mosque? Uh, Am I going to be the person that I am when my parents are around or my kids are in the room? Am I going to be the person I am at work, or am I going to act like the guy at the country club or the uh, uh, service club or the lodge or whatever? Uh, What role, what character am I going to play? And it's sad because at the end of the day, when we put the costume back in the closet and we drop the act, it's like, what's left? Who am I? What am I really? This is what we're going to talk about today in the premium training coming up in just about seven minutes at a different website because it's tuition-based. So if you've enrolled for a 13-week term or maybe for a full year, you're getting the best rate. It's only a little over $3, my goodness, for these trainings, these webinars, when you enroll for a full year. But even if you just sign up for a single webinar, uh, it's only $6.95. So go to theagelesswisdom.com and click on webinars and then premium training. Use your debit card, your credit card, your ATM bank card, whatever. And uh, you can do it in about 60 seconds. And the thank you page will have today's URL, the link for the premium training, and the password you need to listen live on the telephone, to listen live on the web, or to use the web link password to listen to the replays. And if you save that, those replays will always be available. You can collect these programs that way. Okay. Also, if you listen live, you can participate. It's interactive. You'll be able to ask a question either by telephone, which few people ever do. They're sort of bashful about that. But you can even submit a text question, too, and use the box on the page in front of you to do that. Just go to theagelesswisdom.com. The T-H-E is part of it, so the W's dot theagelesswisdom.com. And click on Michael's webinars and then on premium training, and you'll be able to sign up in just a few seconds and immediately jump right over to the link we provide you. And uh, we're going to roll up our sleeves and really get into it. Let's do a quick little meditation here. If you want to just relax, to 
quiet the mind and calm the emotional nature. Sit back and close your eyes. Take a few slow, deep breaths. Uh, particularly as you exhale, create and sense a letting go kind of a feeling. Releasing muscular tension. Feeling really safe. And this promotes concentration and it promotes understanding and insight. And so as your mind slows down and your emotions begin to calm and you continue to feel the letting go feeling as you go deeper and become more relaxed, consider, just reflect upon your understanding that part of you is truly authentic. That underneath all of the layers of personas, roles, and characters, underneath all the petitioning of other people in your life to accept you and trust you, and respect you and love you, there's a part of you that's genuine and unique. What I want you to realize as you continue to relax and allow everything to fall away that is not the genuine you is that the more you know of yourself, the more you like who you are. Feel that. It's not a matter of thinking it so much as feeling the truth. That the better you understand your authentic nature, the more you will like who you really are. This universe, God, if you will, does not make junk. And secondly, the more you know about your authentic self, as the author of your life, the less it matters what other people think. And you can still be generous and kind and considerate, respectful, loving, and truly humble, an egoless form of self-confidence. Get a taste of that and repeat this process, as now you know. Take a big breath. As you exhale, open your eyes, wide awake, alert, feeling fine, back in the room. And thanks for being here. Hope we'll see you in a few minutes at the premium training of the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. Mahalo and aloha from Maui, Hawaii. <laughs>